Ecclesiastes chapter number 12 and verse number 1 this evening to start off. And if you're looking for Ecclesiastes in your Bible, it's somewhere near the middle. All right, a little bit to the right of Psalms and Proverbs. So if you open to Psalms, turn more pages to the right there and you'll find Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Verse number one says like this, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Read that one more time. It says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in in them. Clearly, the author of Ecclesiastes is encouraging us to start thinking about our future now. Not waiting until I'm a certain age, not till I'm 25, not till I'm uh, no. Start thinking about your future now. And how do we get prepared for that future? How exactly do we how do we get ready to move on in doing what God has called us to do. And that's what this series is going to be all about. Finding how we reach the destiny which God has created us to reach. As we get started, let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you this evening for just the blessings that we have received from you. Thank you for allowing us the freedom that we have tonight to go through your word and to uh, be able to apply it to hear it being preached and to understand it tonight thank you for the freedom of prayer and thank you for the freedom that we have in this country now i pray that you'd fill me with your spirit allow me uh, father to be able to uh, share the thoughts that we have tonight through your word and, and father i pray that all that is said and done tonight would be for your honor and glory and we ask this in jesus name amen amen well the title of this lesson is it's not easy being dysfunctional. It's not easy being dysfunctional. Now, this is something that is not readily admitted by anyone. Nobody likes to quite admit, I'm dysfunctional. But everyone in this room is truly dysfunctional. And one way or another, we're going to learn exactly about what I'm talking about when I say it's not easy being dysfunctional. It's not easy coming to that realization easy to be dysfunctional. Now, I want you to notice, first of all, in your notes that I want to congratulate you today. Not just Naomi for her birthday. We want to congratulate all of you this evening. And you say, what am I congratulating you on? Congratulations to every one of you. You're great at being a kid. You're great at being a kid. Let me see if this remote, it's not working. I don't know what happened here. Maybe I need new batteries. You know, can you uh, the next one. There we go. Great at being a kid. Um, I need a that <laughs> memo. If you can look for it in Quintanilla's office, AAA battery, see if there's any, if you can find any. If not, oh well. But awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Congratulations. You're great at being a kid. Now, this is not something that we often like to admit. We don't really like to say this. In fact, 
probably most of us in here, you hate to be thought of as a kid. Right? You hate to be thought of. Every one of us in here at some point in the last six weeks has probably told your mom and dad, hey, dad, mom, I'm not a little kid anymore. You've probably said that when you want to go out somewhere. You've probably said that when you're at the house and you're asking for the car or you're asking to do something, to go over to someone's house, and they're kind of like, well, I don't know. It might not be a good idea. What are you going to be doing? I'd be so worried about you. And you say, Mom, I'm not a kid anymore. None of us like to be thought of as a kid. And yet, in here, everyone is great at being a kid. I mean, if you think about it, uh, you, you, you want to be thought of, by the way, as an adult. None of us like to be thought of as a kid. That's why we tell mom and dad, well, I'm not a kid anymore. And we long to be thought of as an adult. We want people to look at us as, an, as adults. Let's just be honest. What do we know about being adults? And what do you know about being an adult tonight? I mean, if I were to ask you, what is a good interest rate on a home right now? What is a good interest rate? Now, you might say, I know a bunch of adults that don't even know what would be a good interest rate. But really, what's a good insurance payment for your uh, car? And how much is insurance for a house? Or have you thought about, really, um, how do you even keep a, uh, a marriage together? And, and uh, how, how do you make a, a budget for uh, your income? And, and what would be a, a good job? How do you maintain a really good job? And And there's a lot of adult things that we kind of know about. In fact, you probably know just enough to make you dangerous. Most of you know just enough to make you dangerous. And I say that because some of us think, well, I know because I've seen other adults make this decision or I've been in an office where they talked about interest rates and I know a little bit about it. And you know just enough to feel like I know what it means to be an adult. But can I honestly say you're not there yet. You're not really buying your own car yet. You're probably having mom and dad help you buy a car. And you're waking up, waking up and going every day. And you're not having to buy a house under your name. And there's so many things that you will be doing in the next 10 years. But you're not there yet. But let me tell you something that you're amazing at right now. You're amazing at being a kid. I mean, think about it. I mean, how many of you guys would long, like you, you would be like, I'd be so happy if all I had to do was like a one-page book report. You remember those like in fourth grade where you had to read the book and then, you know, write whatever, 100 words on the, on the book report. And, and in fourth grade, like, oh, my word, I hate this. But now if I were to ask you to do that, that, that's your, for this semester, that's your one big project. You guys would be like, yes, I'm waiting till Thursday night. I can do it around 10 o'clock. It'll take me about an hour, turn it in Friday, and I'm good. Party all the semester till Thursday night, then do it. Because you're really good at it. You probably figured it out easily. If someone asked you, hey, can you help me with fourth grade math? You'd be like, yeah, okay, that's, that's pretty simple. I can give you the times tables, and I can give you uh, everything that comes along with it. That's, that's pretty easy. You're great at doing stuff like that. Everybody in this age, you've mastered what it means to be a kid. Now, Being that as it may, you still crave independence. Each and every one of us, we, we, we want to have the freedom to do what we want to do. I don't care if you're 13 years old tonight or if you're 18 years old tonight, you, you want that independence. 
You, you want to be able to say, I, I think I can make it on my own. And most of us are probably excited about our future. Most of you are, are pretty say, uh, I, I can't wait to get to college. Uh, I, I had a friend, my roommate, Matt, and, and he was here last year. I don't know how many of y'all remember him, but, but Matt, he was, he was very much like that. Uh, I remember we were sharing our experiences as, 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 as children and, and what we, what we kind of went through. And, and I remember him, him talking about, he's like, I always wanted to be older. Like, I couldn't wait to get my driver's license, and then I couldn't wait to be in college, and then I couldn't wait to get married. Like, he said, I, I never really enjoyed the moment of being a kid. I always wanted to be older. And it's something that you kind of want as you're growing up. You're never satisfied being 13. If you're 13, you want to be 14 or 15. If you're 15, you want to be 16 or 17. If you're 18, you want to be in college already. And, and I see this a lot. We all have this, all right? I know a lot of our sixth graders, uh, usually they'll, they'll tell me, can I come to youth yet? You know, And then I know some of you guys, after four years of being in here or six years of being in here, you're like, okay, can we go to college already? Like they, they, can, can we go to that class now? And, and a lot of the college students, you know, they're, they're looking forward to the next step in life. And, and we have that in our nature. We, we want the independence and we want to think that uh, we're, we're really excited about the future. So now that you've mastered being a kid, I've got to give you another congratulations. Congratulations because you're great at But let me tell you something. Congratulations to each and every one of you because you're not ready to be an adult. As much as you, as you want it, you're really not ready to be an adult. You see, you haven't lived an adult life before. I know that's really, really deep when I say that, but you haven't really lived an adult life yet. None of you know what it means to be married and how that feels like. You don't really uh, know what it feels like to uh, have the mortgage every month coming and having to pay that bill, and uh, you don't know uh, what it is to, to forgive that spouse that has done something, and, and, and there's just so many things that you have not done yet that entails being an adult. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. What, what happens is, and let me just tell you how we get there. Sometimes what happens is we, we start, we, we, do, we're, we do so good. We've mastered what it means to be a kid when it comes to school and all the things that come along as being kids. You get so good at it that you think, because I've done that, I'm ready to be an adult. We feel like it gives me credentials. Hey, I passed my classes. I know what it means math and I know how to do geometry and I, I know how to, uh, you know, I, I've worked at McDonald's. I know what the real world is like. And all these little experiences and we think, yes, I know what it means to be adult, an adult. And yet the truth of the matter is you're, you're really not ready to be an adult. You've never lived that life before. You've never made adult decisions before. And here's the scary part, young people. And this is important for us to understand tonight as we get into how do we discover God's destiny for my life. Is that we must come to an understanding of how dysfunctional we are. You know what the definition of dysfunctional is? It is unable, it means to be unable to function normally as a result of disease or impairment. Now, all of us are dysfunctional. We're impaired. We, we can't function normally because we have a disease called sin. And this disease, sin, manifests itself many times in our teenage years as pride. We kind of say, 
hey, uh, mom and dad, you don't understand me. You don't know what it's like. Uh, you don't know what I know. And, and we kind of think that we're a little bit smarter than we really are. And we kind of think that we're a little bit better than we really are. And, and part of, of that comes from the dysfunctionality that we have from sin. Now, here's something in your notes that you need to write down. You could spend the next 30 years learning lessons the hard way. Maturity does not come with age. And sometimes people think that. They think, well, I'm 18. I know what it means to be an adult. I'm 25. I know what it means to be an adult. I'm 35. I know what it means. But you know, I know a bunch of 35-year-olds because I'm 35. And I've got a lot of people that I know that I went to school with that never grew up. They still act like little kids. Maturity, to be mature, does not come with just because you got older. It comes with the acceptance of responsibility. That's how someone grows. That's how someone begins to mature. But, but until then, you could spend 30 years learning lessons the hard way. And I know a lot of people that even though they've gone through 30 years of lessons, they still haven't quite learned. They still haven't really done that. Now, the difference between you and someone 40 years older than you is two things. Number one, you haven't ruined your life yet. And I know some people say, some of you might think, well, I, I've done some pretty bad stuff, Pastor. I, I feel like I've already ruined my life. You've not. You might feel that way, but you've not ruined your life yet. All right? That's the difference between you at 13 and someone that's 53. Someone that's 53 might have already ruined their life, but you... At 13, at 14, 15, even at 18, you haven't ruined your life yet. Number two, the other difference is you haven't lived long enough to learn life's biggest lessons the hard way. You haven't learned the hard way. Listen, be thankful. You don't always want to learn lessons the hard way. You don't. I mean, if you think about it, uh, the reason we go to school and try to get educated is that we don't want to learn the hard way what happens when you're doing something the wrong way. For instance, as an example, if you want to be an electrician, you probably want to go to school and find out what currents do, what, what wires you can grab, and what wires go together, for the mere purpose that if you're going to be working with electricity, you don't want to get shocked or burned. Right? Nobody wants to go, well, if the red touches the blue, I wonder what happens. And that's it. You don't want to learn that way. It's a lot easier to read in the book, don't ever put red and blue together. Okay, I'll avoid that. What, it, what we're talking about here, discovering your destiny, it's just, listen, we, I, I want to I share with you lessons that other people have learned that the Bible teaches us so we don't put the red and blue wires together and burn ourselves. It's a way to avoid those things. You see, there's learning the hard way, putting it, and then seeing what happens, or there's learning it the biblical way. And on this journey that you're on of life, and on this journey of the Christian life, you want to make sure learning the hard way, these lessons of life. You want to learn them the right way in your life. So, you're great at being a kid, you're not quite ready for the life of an adulthood, but I want to congratulate you on one more thing because there's something that else that you've done that you didn't even know you did. But congratulations, you need God. You need God this evening. 
You know, God's best for your future starts at a point of need, not at a point of strength. I'll say that one more time. God's best for your future starts with a, a point of need, not a point of strength. So what does that mean? I mean, if you're going to find what God wants for your future, the best thing, your destiny that's going to make you happier than anything else can ever make you happy, the thing that's going to make you satisfied and fulfilled and give you more peace than anything else in life, you're going to have to realize, first of all, I need God to get there. There's a lot of people today that are very successful that never made it to peace in their life and satisfaction. There's a lot of people that have a lot of accomplishments, but they've never accomplished the task in their life of being joyful. They live in anxiety. They live in worry. They live in fear. They live in bitterness. They live in hatred. And they've never come to a point in their life where they're happy, at peace, and satisfied. And the reason is, is because they never got to the point in their life where they really need God. And let me tell you something. If you take the attitude as a teenager, hey, I have everything. I, hey, I don't need uh, Pastor Jeremy telling me what to do. I don't need mom and dad telling me what to do. I already know. If you take that kind of attitude, let me tell you something. You're going to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. You're going to burn yourself more than once in life. And there are some scars that just do not heal. Heal. There are some decisions you'll never be able to go back on in your life. And that's why it's so important right now, listen, I, to decide I need God in my life. If I'm going to make it to that future of joy and peace and happiness, I need God in my life. You see, if you know that you need God, then he will be found and his blessings will follow in your life. Uh, look there in uh, Proverbs chapter 8. In verse 17, James 4, 6, I'll just read it, says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. So that disease of sin can keep you away from God. The way you get closer to God is through humility. But Proverbs 8, 17, there in your Bible says, God says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. In other words, if you've got an attitude that says, I need God, I'm going to seek after God, then guess what? You'll be able to find him. So, why do you need God, number one? Because we're dysfunctional. Because we're dysfunctional with this disease called sin, we need to humble ourselves because God resists us if not. And we need to love him. Now, we cannot, in your notes, survive this journey without God. You can't do it without him. So letter C, what do we do? Number uh, Letter C there, we must admit and accept our dependence upon God and others. There's James 4, 6, Proverbs 8, 17. And look at Hebrews, if you will. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. In fact, is there somebody that can look it up and would be willing to read that? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. Let's have Raul. Raul, you can probably find that. Do you have that? E Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6. There in your Bibles. Hebrews 11 and verse number 6. And as soon as he gets there, he'll read it. And see what God says about this, of finding dependence in God. Do you find it there? All right. Oh, not yet? 
Sweet, I already found it. You can just read it from mine. <laughs> Hebrews 11.6, right there. Read out loud if you would. All right, so according to uh, Hebrews 11.6, we need to have faith in God. We need to depend and admit that God is who he says he is, and then realize and believe he's a rewarder of that faith. You know, there's a lot of people, especially in our day and age, that they promise a lot, but they li- deliver very little. In our social you can you can get on, and I'm sure you've probably seen all these ads when you're scrolling through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever you're going through. Ads always pop up, and, you know, they'll always have these ads like, you can win a million dollars. Click here and look at this survey, and you, you can win $20,000, five winners every day, and all of this nonsense that you know as you click through that there's really no, no way you're going to win. It's just a way for them to advertise. And the world's full of things like that. And let me tell you something. The world promises a lot, but delivers very little. But God is not like that. You know, sometimes if we're not careful, we think that God and the world are the same. Oh, they promise big things, but they deliver very little. But God is not like that. God says that we ought to put our trust in him. There's no other way to find our destiny, our greatest peace in life, if we don't follow what God says. And it's amazing. As you go through this life, and I've said this many times, you only get one shot at it, young people, only one. You don't get to live this life twice. You don't get to do over your middle school years, you that are in high school. Once you get to college, you can't go back and live your high school years again. You get one shot at this. One shot and that's it. And what you do with that one opportunity that God has given you will determine a lot of things. It'll determine if you have a family that you love to be around and brings you a lot of joy or you don't. It'll determine if you have a wonderful marriage and you go, man, the married life is an awesome Or you'll, you'll be one of so many that say, I, I hate being married. In fact, I can't stand this person anymore. We're going to get a divorce. You see, what, what you decide now is going to determine what you do later. When I was growing up, my dad used to always tell me and my brothers, he'd say, You know, today, you're living the decisions that you made yesterday. And he said, and tomorrow, you're going to live the decisions that you make today. If you like what you're getting today and the rewards you're receiving, it's because you made some good decisions in the past. He used to always tell me, listen, you're getting to receive the blessings because of the decisions that I have made. He said, you grew up in a home with a mom that loves you because I decided to marry someone that loved God, someone that was growing in their spiritual life, and you got to reap the benefits of a mother that loves you, that taught you the word of God. There's many that grow up in homes that never had that. And he would tell me, you're living a blessing that I I made by the decision I made long time ago. He said, but if you're going to have blessings tomorrow in your life, you need to make decisions today that are going to honor God. And I never forget that lesson. It's so important, young people, that you and I understand that this morning or this evening. That what we decide today is going to affect 
our life tomorrow. What you decide as a teenager affects what you live as an adult. You see, once you open up your heart and decide that you want to learn as much as you can about the journey ahead, then then God begins to work, and God begins to do some things in your life. But lastly, there in your notes, we must live life by God's rules. If you're going to experience God's greatest blessings in your life, you've got to live life by God's rules. And to do that, listen, you better be hungry for it. If you're not hungry to know what God has for you, man, I, I don't know what to tell you about your appetite, but you're, 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 you're hungry for something that, that probably isn't going to satisfy unless you're hungering for God's will in your life. Man, if you start hungering for knowing the Bible more and knowing God more, you're going to find yourself at the age of 35 like me saying, man, life's awesome. I enjoy it. I enjoy my marriage. I enjoy my kids. I enjoy my church. I enjoy what I'm doing. I love it. I, I say this with all respect to the office of the presidency, but I wouldn't choose to be president tonight if I had a chance to be the president. I really wouldn't. You guys are too much fun. You really are. And what we're doing tonight is way too important. And I'm just saying, at the age of 35, I'm loving life. And you can But it's going to take a conscious decision to say, that's what I'm going to be hungry for. I'm going to live life rules. Man, if you can hunger for that, listen, this series is going to be awesome. Because at the end of it, you're going to know how you can find God's destiny for your life. So I want to encourage you, keep coming every week. Keep coming with an attitude of, I'm hungry, I want to know, I want to know. How do I do this? All right, I, I admit, I'm dysfunctional. Okay, I'm really good at being a kid. And maybe you're right, I'm not ready to be an adult. But you know what? I do need, know that I need God right now. And I'm hungering for him. If you're hungry for him, let me tell you something. You're going to love what he has for you.